We here. It's Don Chen's The Wolf Mentality Podcast. It's pretty damn lit. Uh, long Wolf. Big shouts to all the wolves listening. This is Don Chen's, and this is Wolf Mentality. Got an interesting show coming up a few weeks back, maybe like a month or two back. Had my good friend and the first recurring guest on the show, Levon, aka Journey. Uh, he was visiting from Denver, and we also actually had his manager, uh, now Cook, who lives in Brooklyn. We had the three of us just decided while Levon was in town, we would just record. We kind of talked about. Uh, Journey's new project, Dreadlock Shoddy, that came out earlier this year. We talked about kind of the artist-manager relationship, how they handle being an independent artist, negotiating contracts with record labels. It's kind of a really cool conversation about the insights of the music industry, the hip-hop industry, uh, and what's it like, the artist-manager relationship, and trying to build up an independent artist. So it was a pretty cool conversation. Not totally like the interviews done in the past, but we did it a while back. Just decided to hit record to see what happened. Uh, it was a pretty interesting conversation. I just told them that I would be saving it until I was short on interviews for a week and that week has come. So that's what you're going to get. It's a pretty cool conversation. And before we get into that, I just want to say, I appreciate everyone that's listening. If you're listening right now, uh, that's awesome. Obviously, I'm going to do the whole subscribe, share, rate, and review thing. Uh, I'm trying to get, want to get 100 five star reviews. I think we're at 70, and way more than 100 people listen every episode. So, if everyone who listened just hit five stars, I'd be way past that number. So, if you haven't done that, please do that. I would really appreciate it. Although, I appreciate that you're listening. Uh, help the Wolfpack grow, share it with a friend, share it with a coworker maybe share it with your mom. I don't know, but just share it with people. I really appreciate it. Um, I think this is a cool conversation. Uh, and did I forget anything? Uh, Oh, Niall recently passed the bar. So shouts out to Niall. He's, uh, going to law school and he had taken the bar, but he didn't have the results at the time that we recorded, but he got his results and he passed. So big shouts to him. Congrats. And go listen to Dreadlock Shawty if you haven't yet. I'll put the link in the description of the show in the show notes. Oh, and also one more thing. Big shouts out to Levon again. Got to shout him out for the intro song. It's gotten positive reviews. People like it. Not surprised. He started working on it while he was here that weekend that we recorded this and worked on it for like a week and got it to what it is and everyone's liking it. So shouts out to him again. Big thanks and enjoy and what up wolves it is don chen's you are listening to wolf mentality and you know that because you clicked on it but i'm telling you anyway <laughs> and my good friend is back you already know. he's back he, he said he had so much fun the first time he needed to do it again facts he wanted to be he's the first recurring guest i got Levon, aka Journey. Yes. You know him as Journey. I know him as Levon. We here. We made it. <laughs> we made it. How how was the trip? It's good, man. I'm yeah. having a lot of fun. So good. And Levon also. Well, Journey. No, he's Journey to you. Yeah. Journey. <laughs> Journey. 
brought his friend and manager, yep. Niall Cook, right? Yep, yep that's it. Oh, I, was just, I thought I just blanked on the last name. I was like, damn, it. I'm going to screw it. it up already. All right, easy, cool. That's the easy name, We're too. good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My name's the annoying ass name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good? Doing good. Yeah. All right. Cool. We've been... Uh, brainstorming for an hour what we're going to talk about because Levon was uh, <laughs> we were a little unprepared for what the conversation is going to be yeah kind of on the fly yeah so we're, we're winging it as we speak that's yeah. how we like to do things yeah, yeah. off the cuff right, so know. first let's start off with Journey put out a new project. I did. I finally came out with some new shit. Dreadlock Shawty. I was Dreadlock posting about Shawty. it, so I'm sure people who are listening saw it. I, you better have listened to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you better have listened to it. Yeah, if you didn't, you're fucking up. You bitch you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm happy how it came out. It's like totally different than most of the music I make, so um, it was just cool to branch out. I was like kind of nervous about it, but um, after it came out and like people told me they loved it and shit, I was like, bet, you know, so... It's good, man. I'm happy. Nervous happy. about just how it would be received? Yeah, just because like I was like doing a lot of different kind of stuff, and like <clears throat> some of the rapping I was doing was like kind of offbeat, on purposely, purposely. You know what I mean? Kind of like just telling stories, um, especially on like the last uh, part of it. So it was just like trying something new, doing something different, um, trying to find a new sound or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was thinking I like the song Cuties. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. I like. I like that song too. I feel like because I feel like it's kind of similar to, uh, like confidential, like kind of like the hook. You got like yeah, a good bounce vibe. of the hook and it's catchy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always like, baby, come vibe with me. Yeah. yeah like me. I keep yeah. saying that all the time. So. Yeah, dude, I'm happy as shit how that came out. So, um, and then I was able to link up with someone I didn't link up with in a long time. So, like, bring it full circle was cool. Yeah. That's nice, nice. So no. that's been out for a little bit now. It's been out for like a month, month and a half. So, and how long till I get? I'm selfish. I want more music. How, yeah. how, how long? How I'm long actually you working. I'm waiting? working on some new shit. I'm actually working on um like two projects that I'm gonna come out with. But one of them is with this dude that makes rock. So I'm not gonna make rock music, but I'm gonna <laughs> like uh, we're gonna try to come to like an equal ground and come up with some like real dope like um, lo-fi, uh, cool hook. But like dope rap shit at the same time, and then I'm gonna do this other project that's like a dreadlock shorty part two, but not really, you know, something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? You get nervous trying like newer sounds, or do you think you prefer <clears throat> just trying new shit out, seeing if it works? Yeah, I'm 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 trying to find like something new from what I've been doing. So I think it, you know, working with other people is you know just something you should probably try to do. You know what I mean? Do you think it's like trying to find? You're, do you think it's like you're trying to find well, the sound or do you think you're just, I just want, like you're always going to keep trying new yeah, sounds? Yeah, I'm just going to keep trying new shit. But I like know that there's like a lane out there that I haven't like even tried yet. So uh, once I, I like knock out a couple of those kind of songs, then I'll be able to get like a better idea. Like, all right, I want to go here with it for now. You know, just see what, what, what the landscape is. But um, when I first came out, I would like do mostly like weed type of music. And then, you know, that only appeals to like a small crowd, you know what I mean? So you got to branch out and do, you know, I, I try to stay true to like what I do like every time, but um, like new elements, new beats and shit is like, you know, I try to do that too. You think you're going to keep the project short again, like for. Yeah. I, people like that short shit nowadays, you know, some shit you could just turn out real quick and like, it's, it's kind of over before it's like too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a short attention span for a lot of people. So, yeah, I just, I, I'll probably do like more than 
Um, I think it was like 13 or 14 minutes, but I'll probably try to do like 20 or 30, but we'll see. What are your thoughts on, on like the length of like well, yeah. projects and shit? Yeah. I mean, all the artists right now are seem to be pushing that uh, shorter projects. They don't even call them. I mean, they call them EPs. They yeah, call them albums. They call them playlists. It's, yeah. you know, it's all the same these days. But uh, yeah, like LeVon said, it's people's attention spans are not like they used to. And no. there's a lot of a lot of stuff pulling you all kinds of ways. Yeah. And, and it's easier to, with something like this, you can put together like a full idea. Mm-hmm. And that's what... And it feels like a full idea. When I right. put it together, I was like, I, when you listen to it from front to back, you're like, I leave. I left that set. Those sessions, like feeling like I actually like made something that was dope. You know what I mean? And where it's like a full vibe instead of being like random tracks put together. Yeah, I feel like that's inevitably what happens when people do like longer albums. Yeah. Like the way it was, it was oh, like you you knew like you could listen to like it. Like seven tell. of the tracks are fire, but like yeah. the other seven are like eh. And, and the, <laughs> the artist even probably knows they're kind of throwaways almost too, yeah. and they're just doing it just to fill out the time and shit. Right, and that's like yeah. a. That's actually based on or uh, a product of the industry, how it used to be. You know, we used to be on albums, physical CDs. So you only needed one hot track and somebody's going to buy your buy $20 dollar album. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah. it's yeah. all about that single and and the replayability of each song. So, yeah. so do you think you could just do like singles then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot he, he of artists pushed, He pushed me more towards doing that yeah. than doing like, um, like full, you know, like full ideas, but like. You know, if I'm going to do a full album, it has to be like, it has to be like real good. You know what I mean? I can't just be on putting on some bullshit. So lately we've been focused on doing like, you know, Russ did. A, he has like one song. He did right? one song for like two years or whatever. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that blew him up, you know. But yeah. every, you can't do that same thing. Yeah, but at the same time, you just got to like, you just got to try to come out with like dope shit and like good content. And don't put out like, you know, everything that you make. All at the same time, because like that could like right. make or break your shit for sure. It yeah. is interesting <laughs> though to see different people in the industry still take their own approach. Like J. Cole, like you have all these artists doing this, yeah. doing these shorter bodies of work, and then you got somebody like J. Cole dropping yeah. a full length album with just yeah. himself on and he it. He does that so. shit like every two years too, which is wild. You know, like he kind of like stays in the cut and then comes out with like fifty songs in like, <laughs> in like yeah. a year. You know. Yeah. Crazy. Do you feel like you have to stay on a schedule though? Like that's what I don't yeah. like. Because then doesn't that kind of? Because if you're putting out a full album, the, I feel like it's usually every year. People go every two years, but then right. once you start getting to like shorter projects, doesn't that kind of speed up the? It can, time, yeah. Timeline, yeah. The album cycle, as yeah. they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it can, but it doesn't have to. You know, right? It depends on what your fans want and what the artist is capable of doing, I guess maybe what your contract says, but very rarely is there a time limit on the creative process. Yeah, right. Just just do me a favor and don't put out like an album be like, oh, it's just a mixtape, just yeah, as like the cop out in case yeah, it's yeah. like sucks, because I yeah, feel like that's what artists do, and they're like, it's just a mixtape, just in case like they think it flops, they can be like, ah, it wasn't a real album. <laughs> Yeah, or like man. young, like do you know Young Thug's last thing? They were saying that was his debut album. Yeah, I know. What? I saw that. Yeah, he like has, that makes. He no already sense. had like yeah. thirteen. Right. Albums, <laughs> but they said like, his debut they album. said so much fun was his debut album. Like Chance said his last album was his debut album. Like come on, dude. Oh, you yeah. know what that is? That I mean, that might be because they just got signed or something. That's right, but debut. that's not that's not real. <laughs> right, it's not real anymore. He's already blown see. That's the out thing the with world. the industry. It's like everything is the same like they, they use the same terminologies the same thought process but the practicality of everything is totally different now 
Yeah. Like, like we were talking about earlier, the difference between a management company and a record label. It's like everybody's calling themselves a record label. Oh, I've got an independent record label, yeah. a little imprint, but you're not make if you're not making records if you're not recording music you're not a record label yeah if the artist yeah. is recording it itself then right. you're not a label exactly. by definition so yeah. it's like everyone's using the same terms but on the ground it's just anything right. there's to- so many different ways to cut the cake now and it's better to work i think it's better to work that way though you know where like the artist puts out the music and like um, I mean, it depends on how big you are, but like, yeah, I think it's better to let the artist kind of control what kind of music they want to make yeah. instead of like, you got to go to the studio and record with this fucking dude that doesn't even like rap music. And, right. You know what I mean? And that's what the engineer seeing. doesn't like rap. He's like, right. fuck, dude. That's what we're seeing now. Like before you saw, I mean, even in hip hop, you had these industry plants, so they call them. Where it's like, you know, through the 80s, 90s. No, they still exist. No, they, they still, right, they still yeah. exist for sure. And there's still a bunch. There's still a bunch of them. Yeah. But you've still got like Brockhampton and like all these other acts that are really starting from the ground up yeah. on their own and blowing up. All those met up. on the internet, which is wild. Exactly. All those people met on the internet. Kanye know, West these. fan club forum. Well, yeah. Kanye West fan club forum. Yeah. yeah. The, the DIY is like cool now. It's like yeah. it's yeah, like cool it to and do it's it legitimately practical. Like Chance the Rapper and like and then you get people who get, like Chance got so many deal offers, but he was like, I want to stay true to my creative process. So we refused them all all through these years, and he did it. You know, he did it on his own, and so it is much more. You know, you're you're able to to stick to your own lane more now and mm-hmm. and have a better chance of being successful. Yeah. Do you ever feel like how do you balance, like say? an artist you manage is gonna do is like doing something you want them to do something different be it who they're recording with who they're working with the type of music they're making like how do you decide when to give your input and when to let the artist do their thing oh he does that yeah he tells me he's like if i i'm sorry to cut you out I don't, but yeah. like if i'm working with like someone that like people that rap you know what i mean that but people that don't like actually put out music like they only rap on features and shit like that then he'll be like you should probably try to put someone that's actually you know in the game on that verse which makes sense you know what i mean right. like that's i mean there's two sides to that coin it's like good music is good music so if you yeah, find someone that yeah, he vibes exactly, with exactly. just like a homie then you put them on a song and they make great music but on yeah. the other side it's like it'd be better if if they were also pushing it themselves, exactly. had their own, you know, avenues of channels of distribution and marketing and their own social media pushing it, you know, yeah. from a business side, it's like, that's always better. Yeah, that makes sense. For but, sure. So then what's the steps for like, for pushing an artist's music? So like project just came out. What's the like game plan? What's the strategy? Like how much strategy goes into it and how much, like, are you dictating over, like, this deciding what the art, how the artist should market it? Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, how's that process? Well, we can't give out all the secrets, but I mean, <laughs> first you got to get your music up onto streaming first, and there's various ways to do that. Um, and once so once it's distributed, ideally you're gonna want to have like press set up before, so you distribute it on the streaming platforms, but you maybe want to give it to like a blog to to do like a you know an exclusive so like public release even though right. it's releasing on streaming you basically give them the link like, to it yeah they're the only one that has a link yeah. but i mean after that point anybody has a link now right but so you can do stuff like that you want to get in the papers and news uh, like magazines and, mm-hmm. and then social media just you know your paid posts your you want to be posting like once a week at least twice three times a week even about your your recent 
um, project for, you know, a couple of weeks and then. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I feel like yeah. does the press shit even matter? Like, I feel like all it matters is social media. Really, Like you have right. the ability to kind of build your own audience. And it's like, how do you even know? It definitely matters. I mean, if you have your own social media, like following, then you're your own little press, you know? Yeah. So that's good. But yeah. then if you even if you have that and you get on Pigeons and Planes, you're still going to reach more people. Pigeons and Planes is one of my favorite websites. Yeah, Love yeah Pigeons they're, and sick. they're right. sick. Pigeons yeah. and Planes is good. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't utilize that enough because they're one of the only like sites that's just solely music discovery. That's right. why I like them. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. I'm always, yeah. I'm always trying to be a hipster to find new artists that people don't know just so I can flex on them that I'm yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. them. So that's why Pigs and Planes <laughs> is the best. That was funny as well. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Let's talk about how you two met. So you guys knew each other before we started working together yeah we knew right? each other yeah for like two years before well uh, actually i mean we maybe even longer than we that. technically started working together and pretty much immediately as soon as we met yeah yeah because i you was were making, making beats, beats at the yeah. time yeah that's right so yeah he was making beats and i was still like learning how to record and all that you know going through the growing pains of fucking trying and this to, was how long ago bro that was in 2012 like we're both 2012 now? yeah we're 20 i've known you since i was like 19 yeah at this point yeah since we were both 19 yeah we're both we're born on the same day so me and my manager were born on the same day which is like same year, same day. It's crazy. It's destiny. It was like yeah, you know, it was like brothers, bro. It's fucking yeah. weird, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So we met at this country club. I had already like worked there for a little bit before I met him, but maybe like a couple months. But then he got hired just because he was back home from school. We kind of just like started linking up and talking about music and. Uh, he was saying he wants to go to school for business and, you know, he's trying to get into the music business, yada, yada. Um, and so I just basically like went to visit him a couple of times in Colorado and uh, he went to see you. So go to Buffs. Buffs. Yeah, go Buffs. Went to Colorado a few times and just caught the vibe, loved the shit and decided to go out there. And before that, we weren't even like, uh, cl- like, you know, I wasn't his client yet. So um, just as friends. Oh, then, yeah. Even when you moved out. There. Yeah. When I first moved out there. But yeah. then he you know, graduated and then started up the label with one of his colleagues. So <clears throat> since I had known him for so long, obviously he was like, you know, you want to hop on the fucking team, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So now how did you get from school? So you went to Colorado Boulder. How did yeah. you get from, what'd you study? Uh, business management, operations management. All right. So how'd you go from that to you own your own what are we what are we defining your company management, management company? company okay yeah. so how did so how did you go from that degree to management company well when i was in high school I, I knew i wanted to join like the entertainment business side um and i knew i wanted to own my own company one day and i knew i was going to go to law school because i didn't want to start in the mailroom in the entertainment industry so i was like i'm gonna go to law school but I want to own my own companies, maybe my own firm. Business degree will be good for all that. So I'm going to go get a business degree. And uh, so I already knew I was going to join the entertainment business then. Um, and so in undergrad, I was working for the school, booking shows for the school. I ran a little venue and we booked bigger shows. My venue was like 155 capacity, little, little stuff Bro, here and there. This nigga booked Tygo and fucking... 
Chance at the same show for their homecoming. Book which Tyga is and Chance at the same Tyga, show. Tyga, Tyga. Oh, Tyga. 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 Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little high. But, yeah. Kygo and the Chance. DJ. Yeah. And Chance? Yeah, and Chance. That was for a homecoming. That's a very interesting combo, also. Yeah, yeah. My homecoming for, I went to Gettysburg. My homecoming one year, I forget what it was other years, but one year was Sage the Gemini. Yo, mm-hmm. him, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody went. It was, oh. the mo- bro. It was, it, and he performed. Oh. So apologize to him because it kind of doesn't make him look good. But, yeah. <laughs> but like he, that was years ago. Yeah, it was years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was years yeah. ago. He, yeah. His shows are popping now. I'm sure. Yeah. He, he was performing in the middle of campus, and there was like. 20 people like walking around like the people who were there like Sheesh. weren't paying attention to him like the people actually watching were so little it was, like, I mean yeah it was cringe it but I feel like part of that's just that's because it's not like marketed well right as yeah, like yeah. it just comes off as like oh it's just this weird school thing and you're like I don't want to go to a school exactly thing. Yeah. I mean I have a lot of experience with that yeah. like the Chance and Kygo show those were easy but to those, sell that sells yeah. itself those yeah. Yeah. I, saw, I saw the Snapchats from that shit bro that shit was wild yeah. right. you don't, you a thousand people you don't gotta sell anyone <laughs> seven thousand people at Chance and Kygo seven thousand it was crazy yeah. it looked like a festival but yeah. but, I mean, the, but the venue I had the little 155 cap venue that was so tough to get people yeah. in there so but those I have are a lot of experience I know those, those are, are so. Best shows. I know they're real intimate and great, but Dude, like best shows. It was on campus. Everybody was trying to go party off campus. Right. It's it literally like, just if it's an on campus yeah. thing. If it was school organized but off campus, I bet it would exactly. make a difference. But just because it's on campus, kids are like, "Fuck that!" Like yeah, I don't want to yeah, go to yeah. like a school thing. And it then was no brutal. Yeah. 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 All right. So you were doing that with the school. Right. I was doing that with the school, and then. So while I was doing that, two of my coworkers there, it was totally student run. So it's the only fully student run programming group in the nation. That used to Can be- I fact check that? If, yeah. I, if I check that, it'll be true. You it's sure? It's true. Yeah. All right. After we're done recording, I'm going to yeah, double check, check that. Check it. Check it. Check <laughs> it. At least it was when I was there. That yeah. was a, but I'm sure it still is. It was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was all students. It was wild. Yeah. All yeah. students. We ran it. We had like supervisors, but they didn't really make any of the decisions. We did everything. Right. Um, um, they just kind of approved the paperwork. But um, we, uh, so I was doing that and like two people who worked with me in that, they started this company. So he was a DJ by himself. He produced and DJed. Yeah. Um, and he was wanted to make this company to uh, represent himself, basically. And that's how At Night Group started. This is the history of At Night Group. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he made this company to represent himself. It was just a website, it wasn't even a real company. And he got one of our other friends and coworkers to represent him in person, go to shows, act as his manager, mm-hmm. even though he was sending the emails and stuff and pretending to be right, his own just manager. Makes you look legit, yeah. exactly. And then so they were doing that little hustle. She started a band on her own, and he started kind of managing her. So they were helping each other out. And then I was like, you know what? I want to get in on this. And I brought Levon in, mm-hmm. and I was managing him. They were kind of managing themselves and each other. And uh, then I graduated. And I was like, let's make this legit. We formalized the company in Colorado as an LLC, got all of our paperwork in order and our, you know, taxes and whatnot. And uh, and then, unfortunately, Brian had to leave. They were the first guy who started it because he works yeah. at CAA now, I think. Yeah, like yeah. Biggest, That's like a big, big entertainment market. sports Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, talent agency. Yeah. I think he's CAA. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and they were like, nah, you can't you can't be a part of your own company and do that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't fly. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So uh, so he left, but now we've got like five artists, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's and, a lot bigger uh, now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, there's like there's rock bands on there. I mean, yeah, there's only got, two rap groups, right? Yeah, we've got I mean, three rock two, bands two and two rappers. And I manage the two rappers and the other partner who's still there, Boneth. She's on the ground in Colorado. So she does like we 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 do shows too, and we got a show coming up on the twenty eighth at yeah. Black next Box. Saturday. Next Saturday, Denver, you you. in there. <laughs> so uh, she's our on the ground, you know, person, and she she runs the shows day of show, and and I, I put them together at least this one, and she manages the three rock bands, including her own. I manage this guy and another rapper, mm-hmm. and we've got acts that are always trying to come on, but we don't have the capacity to manage them. I mean, even with Levon, I've, I've got a more of a hands-off management approach than, you know, you might see in a typical situation. And what, what's the philosophy behind that? Well, I'm really busy. First of all, I just wanted to just finish law school and took the bar exam. So that was kind of a practicalities of the matter. Yeah, right, but also yeah. because, I mean, he can handle himself pretty well. And um, it just... So it's good. not as necessary these days to have a day to day. I don't need to be reading yeah. his emails and like, you know, combing through his emails, but I do need to. He basically. Like month to month, we kind of go right. through like a plan or like a, a objective right. to get something done. You know what I mean? So last month, we like in late August, we talked about the show coming up, you know, um, and kind of made a plan for that. <clears throat> so that's usually how we, we handle share. Like when I'm about to, I let them know when I'm trying to release and then we'll set a timeline for that so we'll try to get like at least like a, I, I usually tell them like a week in advance which is kind of it's not yeah we're gonna you know work I mean? on that but like yeah i uh he usually wants it to be like two weeks to like a month in advance to yeah. get like an actual release shit going but yeah. my shit's so up and down because i'm like i make i'll make a song and then like three months later i'm like ah, i want to take this verse out and put another one in there or like, yeah. i'll change the course or some shit so i'm like all over the place with how i handle like how i record my music i used to be able to do it like all the time like get i used to put out like a bunch of music all the time yeah used and then to be i had to like dial back i had to dial back a little bit way just because i was putting music. out like i was putting out some good shit but i was putting out like some stuff i listen to now i'm like fuck man I and it was I, just like like 30 <laughs> tracks a year yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of shit because i had i put up like 100 songs before like mm-hmm. 2016 and then right and then like I, we rebranded everything yeah, and then you started releasing music on streaming <laughs> yeah that was before yeah. streaming that was before that streaming. was all dat piff yeah exactly dat but, piff. but counterpoint if yeah. you're still trying to like wow. if you're still trying to pop yeah. don't do you think then putting more music might be better that's true um, you know but like, like he says you want to make sure you market it the right way because exactly. you don't want people to skip over I have people that hear songs from that I made like four years ago and they're like, I never heard this song before. And I'm like, dog, <laughs> they're like, this shit's popping. I never heard this song before, which I'm like, damn, bro. Right. Like Jesus Christ. I made this shit so long ago. I just won't yeah. literally tell me that last week. And I was like, bro, I made this song so long ago. I did not hear that. And it's not on streaming too. It's all my first album that I made, but people like listen to like the first four or five songs. And that's what the, it, that's why I do it the way I do it now. Cause four or five songs, like how long are you going to catch someone for, you know, right. especially if they're like, going to do some shit in between or yeah say you're on like the train subway or some shit you could probably listen to a full album but if you're just like on the go 10 minutes here 10 minutes there you know what i mean that's like they can listen to the whole idea right in that 10 minute drive 12 minute drive whatever what else is funny what's funny for me personally though is i feel like my the way i consume music has gone opposite of the trend like i now prefer to listen to full albums. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I don't know why I that is, and it's like a new thing. But when someone puts out an album, I like I used to just 
like skim through it until I found all right, I like this song, like that song, like that song, that's all I'm gonna listen to. Now yeah. I like I want to listen to the full thing yeah. front to back every time I listen to it, hmm. yeah. which makes no sense because it's like the reverse of what everyone's doing. Like yeah. I don't, know. I do like full albums. I I yeah. agree with that. It's um. The only people that are getting that full album attention are like you know Post Malone and Future. You know what I mean? You gotta you, you gotta have a name for people to tune in. So even them though, like Post Malone, I think is a good example of like people are gonna do that to him. Yeah. I did that with that album. I've listened to that album like twice already, and I just like it's pretty good. It's, but it's, uh, it's good, but it's all right though. It's right, good. It's right. good. I ain't gonna hate. It's, it's great <laughs> actually. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop. But like, bro, it's like yeah, they could have been better. And yeah. some other albums are like that too, but it was his last it's just, album. It's just like album was it's just kind of long, and I think some of the yeah. tracks are way better than some of the other tracks. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. He said he recorded that in like a really short amount of time. Too. Yeah, I did like see a few that days too. Because like he just released last year, so I'm like, damn, bro, you dropped another album, like 20 tracks again. Sheesh. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's a lot to do. Yeah, but then because I try to think of like songs of like a week or two experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You know, if you come out with twenty songs, so you're you're writing about like six months of a year is what you know what it comes down to almost sometimes. Yeah, and that's like you know that's pretty wild to like just use that period of time because you you could be going through some fucked up shit for like six months. You know what I mean? Right. All your songs sound the same basically. So mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, the writing process. Yeah, you want to a year a year is good, I think. But for what we're doing, I want to try to do like at least two a year. Cause I used to do like one every like couple months. Yeah, you used to do. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Back, on, some, on some Gucci Mane shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was some shit. But I, I like found it hard to like. <clears throat> you always be coming out with stuff, so people are like, "Oh, you just came out with some new shit." You know what I mean? They kind of like. That's oh, the well, thing. Yeah, it's just the like, attention of people. They just don't. Like, and it's like when you're making music, you put so much time and effort into yeah. it. It's like that's yeah. why I try to encourage artists to do shorter projects because it's like you put a lot of effort into this. You deserve to for you know for people to listen to it and to put to give it enough time. And the longer the album is, the less time they have to give it. To. It's just you know I do the it's same just, thing. It's, it's just fair, fair, you know. Yeah. It's like it's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's just. Ain't nobody got all that time. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. like I was bumping. I'm on the train ride in. I was bumping testing. From that's HF. a great album. I've heard you talking about that great recently. Yeah. That album didn't do that well. It didn't do that well. Considered it a flop. That shit was fucking but it's a great fire. Album. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I was basically listening to the whole thing. But I'm like, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. That's a hit. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's but yeah, people did say that shit was a flop. I was like, "What? No, that was <laughs> what a great are you album. talking about?" Prison? Yeah, I was talking about something legit the other day. I think there was a lot of other stuff that came out right around that. Yeah, right? I mean, because yeah. they dropped the whole like ASAP. My, everyone dropped the album on their shit, so it was kind right. of like, probably hard to keep up. But and then he didn't drop an album for like three years. Yeah, you know, so that's that's another thing too. That's the thing with consistency yeah. and like, yeah. yeah. Um. So you were talking about now about taking a hands-off approach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, we went off if you're tangent. that's good. I like <laughs> tangents are better. It gives me less work. So <laughs> if you're taking a hands-off approach, so then like what, like what do you feel like is necessary? Like I feel like people, like myself included, you don't really know what the manager's role is because it's kind of like a broad right. role. Like you're kind of doing everything, and especially for. A, like smaller artists or smaller acts, like you're probably acting as like the booking agent as well. Like you're like you're pretty much encompassing yeah. all the roles. Yeah. I would assume tour right. manager. So right. yeah. So like at what? So what aspects for an artist business do you think are necessary? Like you have to handle it, and what are you like? I trust the artists. To I mean, well, for me, it. 
I just with my law degree. And basically it's like, there's most things that you, it's advice and guidance on the management side, mm-hmm. advice and guidance. Yeah. And if you've got someone who's got experience in the industry, that's really what you're looking for from a manager, from a really good manager contacts. And that's always been the case. Mm-hmm. Your manager gets you in the door places. A good manager in the music industry is contacts. That's what they provide. And some organization experience, say like, you know, and then advice and guidance, like do this, you know, let's take you to this agent, you know, at that level, they're not saying do this show, don't do that show. Cause they're saying your agent does that. Yeah. So they're like, do that agent. Don't, don't work with that agent right. or like whatever, you know, or, you know, how to f- manage their money, things like that. Um, advice and guidance stuff. Um, but the day-to-day manager can do a lot more hands-on stuff too, like comb through your emails, basically just yeah. make sure you're going where you're going on time. Yeah. Um, but uh, with me and and the the industry now, it's like you, the artists are expected really to to control more of their own process mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, even the record labels, like they're not going to give you, they're not going to give you any looks unless you've got, you know, you're already doing stuff and you've already got, you know, 50,000 followers or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There are exceptions to that. You know, you still have A&R combing through the underground scenes, but, um, trying to find those industry plants. That's all they're doing. The A&Rs are just finding the plants. The rest of of them just use. Exactly, but but for me, like the things that I absolutely want to have a part of are contracts. Don't yeah. sign anything unless I look at it. Basically. Yeah, that's a huge thing because I feel like every artist always says like, "Yeah, the first deal I signed, like I fuck, I signed a bad absolutely deal." Absolutely. Also, I like the relationship because it's you know he's in law school, you know, so that's like one less thing I have to worry about right. is going and finding a fucking lawyer yeah. as well. Right. You know, that is yeah. probably one of the biggest things they say. Definitely. To worry about as an artist. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm kind of transitioning into this this whole time has been like manage from the outside. Because, I mean, I live in New York and LeVon lives in Colorado. We book shows in Denver. We need need to get to that. I said I was going to grill you on some things. I don't understand this. Why are you in Brooklyn and he's in Denver? Well, well, he's by my choice. Yeah, though. he yeah. moved to Denver. Okay, and so now he established there. Okay, so that's where he's as, got as your manager, as his manager. Yeah, why don't you tell him to move to New York? Yeah. Well, because all right, because his he's his best market is Colorado. Why is that? Because he's got the most. I mean, he's got a lot of people out here in New York and New Jersey too. Because that's where he's originally from. Yeah. So honestly, this would be the second best place for him to be, mm. but. He's got a lot of fans out there in Colorado already. Do you think there's like a scene out there to really grow there is. an artist career? Honestly, yeah. my best connections are out there too. I can book yeah. shows from from working out there in the industry. Out we here, when I was in bigger venues too, right? Like, yeah. When I was when I'm out here, I've been in law school the whole time, so I haven't. I mean, I've established different kind of contacts, like like industry lawyers and entertainment attorneys, right? Stuff like that. But like. Out there, I know, you know, more venues. I had more time to go out as a college kid and just hang out at the venues and stuff. So I can book more shows out there. So yeah. that's good for him. And then when they when he says he wants to see you, you know, they have that local connection, too. And then when he says, you know, I, I live in New York now. Or I live in, right. you know, went to Brooklyn Law, whatever. He sends a resume and shit. Right. They're like, you know, that Colorado connection gets it, like, booked pretty good. Because then they get their name out there. They get their name out here, I should say. And then, yeah. Um, you know, it just works for both sides. But I, 
the scenes there is a little different than here. Um, honestly, I feel like they don't even really book that many rap shows out here just because how crazy shit is nowadays. With yeah, there's also a lot more and, competition here. Yeah, I think you, I think you have a better chance of breaking out in Colorado, to be honest. Yeah, yeah but you think, but like, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I would think you would have a better chance to get like somewhat of a local buzz. Right. But in terms of trying to get outside of that area, mm. I would think. Like L.A., New York, Atlanta, like right. the, the stereotypical yeah, places. You well, those places that right. have more industry professionals to help you along the way. You know, that's the one thing, really. Yeah. Nowadays, it's 2019. Like, you don't need you can do you can be anywhere and do anything. I manage as long as you're in a big city, New York, right? Bigger city than that's true. Most places, or if you're willing to travel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. But yeah, I mean, I would I would agree in some in some respects. You know, what I mean, like I, you, everyone would figure like yeah, L.A. Atlanta, just because like the scene there, everyone's doing shows. You know what I mean? Especially if you get in, like you start mingling with people and getting in circles and shit. But uh, then you got to be like kissing people's asses. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to come up my own way and like with hip hop, you do my own path. With hip hop, you yeah. got like that. Oh, you're from Atlanta. Oh, you got and like yeah, Atlanta yeah, was popping. It, it it still is popping. You know, the Migos era is still. I think I guess going on they've been a little quiet recently quiet. but but yeah Atlanta has been popping you know but yeah. Chicago stuff like that so you get that like oh I'm from and it's always been a hip hop thing east coast west coast it's always been It's a not really a thing, thing anymore though. I know it well that's not a thing but it's still yeah. like a oh I'm from Houston I'm from it's definitely less and so now right. so I think it's I think it's better now so I think Colorado, honestly, in my opinion, I think Colorado is one of the best places to be if you do it right. Because if you start, it's easy to stand out there and get a local buzz going. There's enough people that like hip-hop music. There's enough venues. Denver's a big enough city. It's international. You know, they've got an international airport there. So it's like, you, 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 you can, if you get a buzz going there, then you pop open regionally. And yeah. Even that's see, I would much rather be and in be Denver honest, than Kansas. And to be honest, there's, you know? there's not that many black people there, so you know you kind of stand out. Right. To be honest, <laughs> so it's easier that way too. You like people, you know, you stand out. You know what I mean? So right, and you can go from like it's better to be based in Denver than Kansas or or the other regions around there. Even even like Arizona. Well, yeah, if you're gonna be around there, exactly. I guess Denver would be the best right. city if you're in like. If you're not in Chicago, exactly. you're like Central America. Yeah, I, I can't Denver's think of anything else besides only, for Denver. Yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like St. Louis, maybe? I don't maybe. know. Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, I don't know. But, but I'm looking at San Diego, too. I fucking love it there. So we'll see what the future has. But yeah, but yeah man, San Diego's fire. Cali. Cali would be cool. I don't know about like living in L.A. just because of the traffic, but... Yeah, I don't know how people cool live in the outskirts. Outskirts. traffic, dude. Like, can't even get out of your goddamn neighborhood. Yeah, yeah like, bro. Like, I, gosh. man, I got caught in traffic on the Jersey Turnpike. I was like tripping. I was like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, the car is not even moving. Dog. I haven't yeah. moved for like 10 minutes. Like, what yeah. is going on? So, I can only imagine. Why did you, Niall, decide that you would rather start your own management company as opposed to working for like a bigger company, at least to start, like maybe get some experience that way. Exactly. Learn the That's industry. what it was. Yeah. It was like, you know, 10,000 hours, right? Just yeah. do it. Just get in, work with artists, work with venues. I mean, I've learned and not even if it's establishing connections, which is so important in this industry, it's just learning actually how to run a show and, and I mean, I'm about to be an attorney f 
I pass the bar. But um, let's go. Yeah, prayers up, man. Prayers up. Yeah, but um, so I'm not trying to book shows. I'm not trying to do that stuff. I'm not trying to manage artists. But I want to know how to do all that so that I can work with all those people and know, be in their shoes, know what they're doing, you know, what they're going through. So. With the company, I'm hoping to get, we're looking for more competent managers now to bring on. And I kind of will, if whoever I work with next, either a law firm, a record label, whatever, if they let me maintain my stake in the company, I, my idea is to like manage managers. Be really? Yeah. So like kind of like mentor them, I guess, right. probably more so. Right. right? Kind of like a, Own the company, basically. And yeah. as much management like as they need. President like, or operations yeah. type shit. Like, yeah. That's and cool. then you just handle like the negotiation aspect of like yeah, the contracts. contracts, and negotiations. And I'd be uh, the attorney for the clients, for the artists. What, what's the biggest thing to look at? Like, what are the things you should be, an artist should be looking for in contract negotiations? What, which contract negotiation? Well, what, what, give, me the, give me the big ones. Give me like the big ones and then the biggest concerns to be looking out for. I mean, a record label, publishing con- agreement, management agreement, uh, your talent agent, and all of those things really, you're looking for the term. It depends. You want to know how long, pretty much in most entertainment contracts, because it's a service, you're looking at the term. In film, all of them really, you know, as an actor, musician, you're looking at how long your that relationship is locked in, because either you want it to be for a long time, which is rare, because you really, really trust that person, or for like a record deal, right? If you've got like, they work on album cycles, they don't work on years because they don't want to put a time limit on the creative process. So they say you give us five albums for five million dollars. We'll just keep it simple. and they disperse it over those time or whatever, maybe a million per album, probably. So it's like if you're really, really down, if they would give you maybe 50 million, you know, a bigger number, you might want to get locked in for a longer period of time. You, you, if you really like Sony, you think they're really going to push your stuff, then like you want to be locked in for a longer time. Rare. That's pretty rare. Usually you want to be locked in for a shorter period of time so you can get out and be a free agent again. Yeah, but then does the label want to do that? No. Like, so then how do you handle well, that it negotiation? It depends. If the record label doesn't really have faith in you, yeah, they don't want to pay you that much money. So they'll they'll cut your term down and cut your fee down. You know, they'll be like, all right, well, we'll yeah, we'll have to give you a shorter time period because we don't really trust you anyways to make much money. So we think you're going to fail anyways. We'll give you one album. Nowadays, record labels are doing even one track. They're doing single deals now, which is like unheard of before. It's pretty new. And they're doing single it's deals fucked. with these artists, like A&R just being like, okay, we'll give you, like, whatever, we'll give you a guarantee of $100,000 or even, like, you know, $50,000 for a single deal. And we dig the single, we'll see how it does, we'll go on from there. So it's like, there's a lot of different ways. And that's just a record deal. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> sound like a yellow brick road to me yeah, but it could be good though for the artist yeah I mean, it depends i mean if, it they, all if they guarantee 50 g's i mean right. you could go get a feature from exactly someone, but you take that 50 yeah. g's and you can turn it into a lot and they only own that one song yeah and if if, if they if they crush it if the song does really well then you can go back to the record label they're gonna want you back anyways so that, <laughs> if, that, if that song does real well you go back to the label and you're like alright renegotiate now I want two album cycles for a lot of money mm-hmm. but if it flops you got that 50 G's and you can go do what you want with it so then yeah. when you 
so like the way it typically works though is they just give you the advance, yeah. right? And then you have to recoup that money. Right. And then you get a percentage afterwards. And then you get your percentage, yeah. So the new hot thing to say is everyone's like, you got to own your masters. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're essentially giving that up with in, that with one. those deals, right? You could be. There are buyback provisions. See, that's where once you get to a certain level, yeah, your attorney comes in because you can negotiate buyback provisions. You can negotiate like, you know, different ways right. to so get your masters. Say it's early on in an art, not like early, early, but it, the You're artist is still relatively gonna, young. You're going to be giving up your masters. But that is changing now just because, like you said, there's this sentiment, own your masters. Right. I mean, honestly, if you look at the finances of the situation, it, that's it's a bunch of BS a lot of times. You really don't need to be owning your masters. Like people get that idea because of Prince and Michael Jackson. Like these people are huge are artists. Stars. Like yeah, yeah, if they own their masters, they would have made more money. But that's just the finances of the matter. And it's very rare, really. My my entertainment law professor told us in a music deal in a record deal, you never want to get royalties. If you're getting royalties, that means you didn't negotiate a high enough advance because of the recoupment. Mm. So it's like if you get, it, it means you under, it means you underestimated the advance. You never want to see a royalty check, you know, because that means you you have gone past. That means you made more the, than the more what? Than, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about okay. it that way. I never that thought actually, of that either. That's new yeah, knowledge. that actually That's is sick. an interesting <laughs> way to look at it. Right. You essentially got. You learn something new every day. Yeah, but day. then do you think you get more? Oh, you don't think you would get more over time for your? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, of the, course, the, the label's probably making out much better it depends, than you. But, but then it's right. how long you lived for, you know, as opposed uh, to. I mean, the how, point how is, as your attorney, you're supposed to get money in the hand is better than money later. Yeah. So it's true. like we want to get the biggest advance up yeah, front. Isn't that how? If you want the, you get, the lottery, would you want to do like a lump sum? No. Or, fuck Dude, no. I got an argument Hell me no. in this whole group chat. I got a no. huge argument about that. Crazy. A few of my friends were saying they would take the installments and it turned into like a very contentious argument. They're like, absolutely you're an idiot. Why retarded. would you do that? First of all, <laughs> You don't even know if you're going to die tomorrow. Why the fuck would you even think about doing some shit like that? You should take the whole, as Dude, much as you can get. Of money, bro. Just get yeah. it now. Just get it now. Fucking. You can you calculate half it, of it. Even if you get half. Like the person that won that last year, 1.5 billion, 1.6 mm -hmm. billion. The person who took home 900 million. You yeah. think they put that shit in lump sums? Fuck out of here, dog. Yeah. I need my cash right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But like yeah. the thing with taking the lump sum, that's like. That's essentially how people are saying the label's fucking you because you're taking the lump sum, yeah. you pop off, they put in the work to mark, they're the marketing machine, they market you, they pretty much manufacture you and like you pop as an artist. Do you right? only get and the now 50 G's? Like guarantee? No, so then you get 50 G's guaranteed, right? Oh, and then a percentage. And then when you, you, get, the you percentage. get the back. Oh, yeah. Once, Once the, the song recoups yeah, yeah, you said that, that. You said that. Okay, Once that makes sense. Yeah, so, so then you're making like pennies of the dollar depends on Basically. what royalty fee you negotiate Oof. and that is all negotiable too it can be escalating it can be changing throughout the yeah but like you don't have that much leverage if you're not a huge artist so right, like right, if right. they're if they're gonna lead you to pop off if they're gonna be the reason why you're gonna pop off you're not popping now you have very little leverage yeah. you give up the percent you give up like all that the most of the money that you're making after you recoup i don't know i feel like like say you get like a hundred thousand dollar advance that's not gonna last you that long, realistically. No, you 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 realist, realistically you have know? to like get a feature with somebody for like probably half of the money you just got an advance for. 
whoever, you know, whoever is hot at the time. That's what a lot of people do as well, you know. And then that's how you get in. That's right. how you like really get in, you know, like pay Drake 50, yeah, but- 50 thousand for a feature or well, Drake will yeah. hop on your song if you're about to blow yeah, up. Yeah, if you're about Drake, to blow up anyway. Yeah, this guy's about to be popular. Yeah, I'm going to hop on your song. Yeah, but, you know I mean? <laughs> but do you know how many like albums, how many bodies of work actually get to that point where they're even recouping? It's like not. Mm. It's like 90% of them don't even make it there. So Right, but isn't the theory... I mean, you're right, for sure. But isn't, so, isn't the theory you want to bet on yourself? Like, you don't want to go into it thinking like, oh, I'm not going to... It's not going to work out? Well, as the artist, that's you want to leave that risk on the label. You, that's why... You never want to see a royalty check. You want the label to assume that risk. You want to get the biggest lump sum up front as you can so that your risk is eliminated. I, I, I guess, that's, that's I guess me that. thinking about it now, like your point, I think that plays the way I'm thinking about it more if it's a shorter term contract probably. But if you lock yourself into like a five album deal, then you're kind of getting screwed over. That's yeah, a that lot gets of more complicated because then the royalties can advance later on. You can do it like if album one makes this much sales, then album two royalties is this much, and the fee gets bumped up. I think this you. Much. I think you probably rather do like probably do like a three album deal. Probably be the best. It all depends on the situation. It does. It does depend on what artist you are. But right. like I would think about like I mean, it all depends on like the the money. Really, it depends on the money and whether or not you agree. You you like that label. You yeah. know that it's like if they want to lock you in for ten albums, sure. But they need to give you a ton of money. You know, if they're willing to do that, if they trust you that much, people are getting like like, like they like someone would do that for Beyonce. But she's not gonna take it. Like any record label would give Beyonce a ridiculous amount of money for, <laughs> you know, the next five albums or whatever. That's maybe a lot, but she's getting kind of old. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Beyonce is one of my biggest listeners. I'm just so saying, if, if I was oh, to, uh, the Beehive's about to, yeah, sorry, you should cut that. Cut that. That's, that's, done that. that's actually probably something worth cutting because, like, they, they, if people did hear that they're big Beyonce fans, like, they would be like, I'm going to hunt this guy down. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying she's getting old. I'm just saying for the industry, I don't think she's going to be making a ton of more albums because she's doing so much better things, you know? She's doing so much better things with her time. I mean, bro, <laughs> just racked up with the, um, just racked up with the Lion King soundtrack. Exactly, you know? that's what I'm saying. She's working on something like just that. Made like, so come much on, money. The movie made right. and, and things like that aren't gonna fold into her record deal. That has nothing to do with, like you know, that's what an attorney will help you with too in the deal. It's like these carve outs for features. If you feature on someone else's album, then they shouldn't have anything to do with it. Well, the record label is gonna be like, we put money and effort into building you as an artist. We want a cut of your features Feature. mm. awesome the money you make from features and it all depends on how the deal right. is structured help help my dumb brain like when people say like you have a 360 deal right like what does that mean that that's means what basically what that, that, right? yeah, yeah, all that, that shit, means right? that the label is saying like we are helping build your career which is very legit you know it's true i i hear like there's a lot of shit against it but i hear that's like one of the better ones to do Kind of. Um, I mean, if you can cut out as the much as you can take from the label, the better, of course. But I mean, they are they have a legitimate argument that they're helping artists build their careers I mean, without them. Isn't it's it like, like um, so it's like, you know, if your music career doesn't work out, you can transition into acting or yeah. clothes, you know, branding clothes. Very like rarely it's like, do the labels have a hold on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But managers really take a yeah. touch of all that. Yeah. There's management sure. companies 
I mean, it's pretty rare to have a music manager and like a like a film manager. Sometimes they do, I guess. I've talked to some attorneys. They say it happens, but you run the usually they're separate managers, right? Yeah. No, usually they're the same manager. Actually, oh, usually really? it's your day to day manager. But it's more at that level when you've got someone like that. At that level, it's much more complicated. There's just more people. And right. Like, you have more of a team. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking about 360 deals. Oh, yeah. 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 And what about yeah well, just like the benefit of a 360 deal instead of doing like a traditional um, record label deal with like the album advances and stuff like that. Like which one's better? I, I, which I one's better? I well, think well 360s is- have advances too. It's just that they touch on everything. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Managers. So managers do have like pretty much they're taking a cut of everything you do. So it's like if you're a, an actor... Um, rapper then your manager gets will it depends on the contract with them too so have a good attorney because they're negotiating that contract too it's like is your manager going to get all of like a 10 percent of your acting and your rapping career i don't know depends on the relationship there and like you said if they do both jobs basically right so i think this is kind of going off it but still like the manager artist relationship yeah so like if you like you you were saying like you have to pay for features and if you want to pay for other things for the album like yeah so do you now put any money into that like how does it work in terms of where the like who puts money into what I you mean, know what I mean like how does like the cost kind of work out with like us personally or in general yeah, either or I, I mean it depends when the DIY situation it's all like it's all over the board I'm sure with everybody's yeah. relationships just you know. Right. Just however it goes. Um, with us, like, yeah, I've put some some stuff in here and there. Um, yeah, like, he usually, they usually book the shows. You right. know, I kind of take care of, like, the music part, which is, like, respectable, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, like, is, like, a clear, clear line. So, like, I, I never have to, like, do anything with, like, the sh- I never have to contact a venue. Like, very weird shit happens when you're, like, doing music and, you know... Some of these promoters are fucking crazy, dog. You just gotta be careful. Yeah, a lot of people try to steal your money and stuff. Yeah, don't do pay to plays if you're an independent artist. Yeah, don't do that. What do you mean? Pay to play a show. So like promoters will hit you up and be like, "Oh, like pay me fifty bucks and I'll give you a twenty minute slot or whatever." Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, never yeah. does a thing. That's a huge yeah. thing, especially in hip hop. It's brutal. Or like, or like they'll you can say, make a lot of money you know, doing it, but you pay it's like really however much they'll give you tickets or whatever. And it's like, yeah. no, like that's not how it's supposed to work. I'm supposed yeah. to sell the tickets, and you're supposed yeah. to, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I I say I don't do shows like that. That's when, like fuck that shit, dog. Yeah, that's you know the I mean? that's my first piece of advice and guidance I give yeah, most artists. Is like shit. they come to me with like a question. Like usually that's how I, that in the past that's been a lot of it. It's like artists come to me. It's like hey, here's a show. Usually that's like my first interaction with a lot of artists. Like should I do this show? And I'm just like nope. It's a pay to play. Don't don't do that one. Yeah. Do a different one. How how do you decide what artists you should work with? I mean, just like their personal drive, really, and their music. Of course, you know I listen to the music, and if. If I like the music, I'm like, okay. Then I talk to them. And if they're like, they're pushing themselves and doing it for themselves, then I'm like, okay, I'll work with you. Would you rather someone who the music is real, is like good, but they're lazy and they don't try hard at all? Or the music's like, eh, but you could tell they're really working at it and you think like there could be some improvement there maybe? I mean, that's a really hard question. 
It depends on what on your they head want. Pick. It depends on what they <laughs> want, right? Oh, it, de- need a pick. <laughs> it depends on what they want, I guess. I'd be like, because like I said, I've got a hands-off management approach right now. So it's like, if you can handle that, and, I, and I'm up front with that, you know, I'm busy. So um, if you can, if the person is lazy, it's like, can't, can't handle that, then I, there's no point in us really working together anyways. So like, I guess that's your answer. It's like, Sorry, your music's amazing. He'll, and he'll hit me up too. Like he'll be like, "Yo, like I need you to post this week." And I'm always yeah. like, "I'm like, I feel like I'm posting, but I'm like, maybe I'm not posting enough." So I try to like be extra with. Yeah, it. you're like, basically I've been, I've been the, the lazy guy you're describing is sitting across the table. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's me. Yeah, you, you do got. I I need more activity on social media from you. Yeah, I will agree. Sure. With, I will for agree sure. with that point. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> Thanks. I but, agree with that. I agree with that. I still I still want to like go back to this like. If you're taking a hands-off management approach, so like what, so like what are you doing for him? So like, what is he handling, and what are you handling in right. a hands-off approach? Well, okay, so the real like value we're we're giving our artists is like distributing their music. That's one of the biggest things. We take the distribution fee and we get their music on streaming, yeah. unlimited. It's I'll just like send me stuff and I'll put it up there. I get it up. Like there you're saying, you. you're taking on that fee. Yes. Okay. The company takes on that fee okay. to get it up there and the work and time. How much is that it. fee? What is that like? I mean, it depends on the services you go through and stuff and okay. how many artists you're distributing for. The more artists you distribute for. That's a lot idea. now. Okay. There's a lot now. So yeah. it's like... Right. Because I feel like they're... We all have to release... I feel like they're time. trying to push to make it easier for artists just to distribute right. like directly right. to the streaming services. Even Spotify is going to be trying to do something where you... Didn't they try doing that and they... Cancel it or I something. Think I think so. they started something. Yeah, they, I think they might still be working on it. I'm yeah. not sure. But... um. Did that Same, answer your question? What was your I don't remember. Like, split the roles. So oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Who's so, doing what? So, I mean, we do the distribution, and then also booking shows is our other big thing. Because that's like so, the... Yeah, he books all of them. Like a big moneymaker for smaller artists, for artists in general. I feel like all artists, that's like the main moneymaker at this point. Right? And, and merchandise, too, because... Um, he made these stickers that are dope as fuck of my first album. Oh, yeah, the cover of it. I actually wish I had some with me so I can give them to you, but it's, it's sick as fuck. It's like a. I have a picture of it I can show you, but. I might have one. Really? I don't know. Uh, no, no. Damn, no. you got me excited. Dude, that would have been sick. But yeah, no, nah, they're tight though, dude. And um, so yeah, I asked him if he can do it, and he fucking booked it, and I went and picked him up some place in Jersey, and they gave me like 2,000 of them. You know what I mean? So yeah, he has like all the merchandise and shit too. Yeah, Sometimes. I mean it's like anything they like realistic. Yeah, we're like plotting on stuff. It's brainstorming, advice and guidance, questions like anything they need. You know, it's a fixed like a fixer role like, kind of. I was trying to do vinyl, um, and he was like, ah, that probably wouldn't be a good idea right now. You know? Right. Just so like yeah. until you build your base, because you want people to actually buy them. Right. It's not. just a big a capital investment. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much it is, but I think it's like twenty or thirty bucks a, just to print one. Right. It's, you know, so it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. It, it yeah. Is. That's yeah. Just, vinyl. I just saw there was a story that vinyls outsold CDs for yeah, like yeah. the first time. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, people were yeah. fucking into that shit because yeah. we're all hip, yeah. we're all hipsters now. yeah, yeah. I got a record shit. player but I only have like two records I have like four Tyler the Creator vinyls like never opened up I fucking <laughs> love bro the fucking the sound of it is like full yeah. and that little scratch from the from the shit is just it yeah. sounds crazy you yeah, know it sounds yeah. dope I like the yeah. way it's yeah. yeah yeah I like the way it sounds for sure so alright so what's like the plan Go, like what what do you think like, what do you want to do going forward? And then what do you want him to do going forward? Yeah. Um, 
Ooh. I think um, definitely need to start putting out like uh, more music more frequently. I think that's going to be like a good factor and like good music more frequently. You know, like like I said, I used to put out like a bunch of shit. And it was like toss ups, you know what I mean? Right, just throw it out there and see what happens. Juggling bullshit, you know? Um, But yeah, I think, you know, just putting up good music and like um, trying to have more of a presence and uh, get on, actually work with more people too, just to, because when you work with other people, you build a fan base like outside of your own, you know what I mean? Depending on who you work with. So I'm trying to do more stuff like that. That's basically what my shit is. I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to pop, bro. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to hit, bro. I'm trying to hit. I mean, all right. From the, all right, I'll give you the rundown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the practical side of things, I'd yeah, like man. him to make some music videos for the uh, Dreadlock Shawty yeah. that just released. Um, just a straight through because it's like eight minutes or something, something like that. It's not that long. I yeah, think it's exactly. Like 10 minutes yeah. total. Yeah. So dope. and like even the split them up. Right. But as a whole thing, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, like I think episodes. each track is under three minutes long, so we yeah. could put and them all on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's what I want to do next. Yeah. And then we got this show coming up. Um, we're going to sell that out. Fuck yeah. And toss out a bunch of stickers. Unfortunately, I can't be there. I've never been to one of our shows in Colorado. Yeah, it's been crazy, yeah. They, so he's missed like Everyone's a bunch always of like, where's Nile? Where's Nile? The... Um, other manager of the company, she comes to all the shows and um, yeah, she's always like, "Damn, this is sick!" Every fucking day. it literally sells out every time, or not sells out, but it gets close. Damn, it, it, it gets close. close. Like, We're like one, like, like five, like between one and five tickets away. The yeah, last from like, com- like you know, selling yeah. out like yeah. two hundred people rooms or yeah. like two fifty, which is good. like tight. Yeah, dog, you good. know what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm just trying to keep doing and get bigger venues. Right. I mean, I, sorry. I didn't right. That's exactly yet. what I mean. Yeah, we're trying to keep pushing the the shows bigger for the company. And, and realistically, we honestly haven't even been doing it prof- professionally like that long. Yeah. Uh, maybe like four, three or four years. Right. Now. So and the whole time I've been in law school. And the whole time he's been, <laughs> he just graduated from college, and then yeah, he's been in law school. You know what I mean? So I was also waiting for that to get done so we can make like a major push because now it's like. Um, People have to return his phone calls. You know what I mean? Once, <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's that too. So and then I'm trying to also make sure that I'm, my music is credible and I'm working with the right people. Right. So yeah, work with more artists that are gonna be pushing it. And yeah. Get yeah. on and like get like, on their shows and stuff. Like I said, when you work with other people, they're gonna be pushing that shit to the thousand plus people that they know. You know what I mean? Right. Or whoever. You know. So mm-hmm. you end up getting more fans. Like. Um, I work with a couple people. This one dude uh, named Mawule from he's from Africa, but he lives in Denver. And the dude has like amazing voice, and kind of like Akon, you know, ish. Yeah. But it's, it's, I end up reaching like a bunch of other fans and people that he went to school with when he lived out there, and there's like people in Ireland, and like you know, like yeah. it was dope as fuck though. I was like people from Ireland are sending you videos of them listening to the song and shit. That's pretty cool. Which is dope. So I'm like, yeah. that's sick, dog. So yeah. you know. That's 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 it really, for yeah. me. All right, you think we're good? We just, I think we're good. Not good. Yeah. Any last words? Um, Go check out the website right. at nightgroup.com. At nightgroup.com. Sorry, dot org. <laughs> oh yeah, dot org. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's dot right. org. I always forget that. Yeah, dot org. And then I'm Journey. Um, check me out at Journey underscore Collective. And yeah, just feeling good. Feeling like a wolf. We out here. Damn right. Listen to Dreadlock Shorty. Dreadlock Shorty.
Spotify, Apple Music, all this shit. Go get it.